You're listening to Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry Sanderson on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. Well, Coach Barry Sanderson, it's time to take you inside the locker room. Presented by Dr. Pepper on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. And good morning. Welcome into the first show of 2023. 205-342-9904. If you want to get in on the show with us this morning, Twitter at LockerRoom109, at Barry Sanderson, at Wimp Sanderson1. Email address for the show is Wimp and Barry at Yahoo.com. Got several emails over the weekend about the bowl games and about uh, Alabama, so keep those coming. We try to respond to as many of those emails as possible. Download the Tide 100.9 app to your smartphone, and you can take us with you anywhere you go. Of course, uh, of all the colors, Joe and Dad, uh, that matter, yellow is the most important, at least when it comes to building outdoors. No matter what your project this season, pier, deck, fence, pergola, be sure to head down to your local Yellowwood dealer for Yellowwood pressure-treated pine. Yellowwood offers the best protection against rot, fungal decay, and termite attack, so it's no wonder Yellowwood is the brand of choice for building outdoors. If you're going to build, build it right. Go to yellowwood.com to find the dealer that is close to you. And always remember, if it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, then you don't want it. Of course, a ton of things have happened uh, over the weekend with the bowl games and uh, the NFL deal last night. We'll talk about all that. Alabama basketball hits the court tonight. Uh, looking to go two and zero against Ole Miss at eight o'clock, and uh, we got the national championship six days away. Good morning, Dad. How are you this morning? Uh, doing okay, Barry. A lot of things to talk about. I'll go through them briefly. Uh, Demar Hamlin, as most of you uh, may know or may not know, if you watched the game last night, had a cardiac arrest on the field. Uh, he's a safety safety player. Uh, for the Bills, he's from uh, Pittsburgh, uh, second-year player, I believe it was, and uh, his heartbeat was restored as they put him into the ambulance and took him to the hospital. And the report I get this morning that he's sedated uh, and in very, very critical condition. So hope and pray that he gets okay. Of course, we know that the game was canceled. If you watched any of it all, a very critical time for a young man. Uh, his mother was at the game, and uh, they got her to the hospital with him. So uh, the only report we have, if we get anything else that uh, we'll, we'll know, it was restored on on the field, the heartbeat, uh, but uh, very, very critical condition. Hopefully everything works out for him. We had uh, we had uh, 10 teams. Right now we've had 10 teams that play, have played in the bowl games. We had five losses and five wins. Uh, we have one team left, Georgia, who's, going to win or lose, and then we have the three teams, Auburn, Vanderbilt, and A&M, who didn't get in. So the league didn't didn't tear up anybody. They lost five games, and they also won five games. But uh, certainly I thought Alabama played well. I, I uh, They came ready to play. I'm going to tell you something, folks. When you're disappointed, uh, you, all you fans were, when you're disappointed and it leaks over to the kids, sometimes you wonder if those kids are going to play. But they did play, and Coach – Coach Saban and Alabama get get a lot of credit for the way they got that team ready to play, and the kids get a lot of credit for being darn sure that they played the way they needed to play. I, I thought it was 
something that people are going to overlook, whether they should have won, maybe they should have. But sometimes you're not ready to play in that particular case. Mississippi State, 19-10, to 10, great win for them. I was happy to see that. Of course, they honored, honored Mike with the, with the helmet, uh, with the sticker on his helmet. Tulane, uh, 46-45, I watched all these games. And uh, the kickoff to the uh, Southern Cal kid, he grabbed the ball, was going to try to go with it, went out of bounds on the two-yard line. He got a safety. Anyway, they came back and won. I got to give Georgia a lot of credit. I get tired of listening to some people. Max is one of the worst saying that uh, on the sidelines, you've got a you've got a football coach at Georgia who's won a national championship. So I was on a national championship team in Alabama, and he's gone on to Georgia and he's done whatever it takes to play for the second one. Uh, Georgia gets a lot of credit for, and I know Ohio and Ohio State gets a lot of credit for being darn ready to play. They did a really good job, and Georgia did a great job in the fourth quarter to come back and win. Certainly got to give TCU a lot of credit. Uh, Michigan uh, tried to outsmart everybody. You know, they talk about, I listened to Reese Davis talk about uh, the guy was in the end zone that should have given it to him. Probably probably was in the end zone. They're on, they're on the two-yard line to start the cotton-picking game. Michigan is. They've run the ball for, for, for 12 games, 11 games to win. And he tries to flip, run a flea flicker deal and gets his fanny kicked right Harbor can go to the pros. So um, I thought that was a bad mistake right there. But I gave Ohio State credit. LSU killed their people. Uh, Penn State, uh, my blue plate was terrible. Uh, Penn State um, uh, just continued to, uh, throughout the game, could knock off Utah and uh, a big win for them. So um, we'll see what happens. Barry mentioned they're playing tonight. The basketball team is playing tonight. Um, um, we have uh, Alabama and uh, excuse me, we have Georgia and TCU in, in the final game at six thirty. I think it is our time next Monday night. Uh, Gibbs uh, joins uh, Anderson uh, and, and uh, Bryce to go into the draft as announced last night. Of course, we already knew that. I didn't know about Gibbs, but the other two. Um, and then we have tonight, as Barry's already mentioned, the four SEC games, 8 o'clock Alabama and Ole Miss. Uh, South Carolina's at Vanderbilt won't be much there. LSU at Kentucky. LSU had a real surprise to win a game with nobody at all. To beat Arkansas at home was huge. And um, Mississippi State, who plays pretty well defensively, can't score, will be at Tennessee. And that's the four games for tonight. We'll talk about that more. All right, yeah, the SEC is actually six and five now. Uh, in, is that right? Yes, yeah, six and five. So. Well, I, I don't think they are. I think you're five and five. Excuse me. I think you're five. All right, and well, five. let's count them. Mississippi State okay. one. That's one. Uh, LSU one. That's two. Alabama one. That's three. Georgia one. That's four. Tennessee one. That's five. And well, Georgia. Well, I, I gave I, I put Georgia out to the side. It's five and five without with, without Georgia did win, but uh, you know they got another game to play. So that's the reason I left it that way. But it is five and five, not counting Georgia. Okay. Um, and then you know, people that guys, you play the season to determine the final four. What's the final four determined? Stop coming back and saying. Uh, the Alabama should have been in the Final Four. They got it wrong. They, they, so-and-so beat so-and-so who beat so-and-so who beat so-and-so. Those are the dumbest arguments ever. The, the, quit oh, comparing all the scores, the dominoes of what happened in 
this week and this week is a art if you go to al.com the very first article is about that alabama deserved to be in yeah, the they playoff they didn't right, so. they didn't uh now they played yeah. great i think um I think Coach really hammered. I think obviously Bryce and Will coming back was a huge shot in the arm uh, to getting these guys ready. And Coach really did a good job of hammering. Uh, the guys that are gone were probably a little bit of an issue. Uh, they were energy suckers. They were vampires, as he called them. And I think they rallied around the guys who stayed, not the guys who went to the portal. But the guys who stayed, and these are the guys that we need in this room, and this is what represents Alabama football. I think he used all that and used it perfect to have these guys ready to play. Of course, you know, people don't understand the game is four quarters. I was getting texts on that long run that Pete Golding is this, that, and the other. And then, of course, they shut them out pretty much the rest of the game. Like, why do they they judge a guy on one? I mean, I didn't know Pete Golden was supposed to make the tackle. Uh, So then I started saying every time they drove down the field and Bryce threw a touchdown, I said, man, what a pass by Bill O'Brien. So give the the coaching staff credit. Give the players the most credit. Um, But the guys that stuck together, Coach Saban had them ready. Uh, Kansas State was ready. Alabama took their best shot early and then – when when Kansas State couldn't get the ball in on the one and they went ninety nine yards and that then the onside kick didn't happen. It was just a matter well, of how I'll tell you was great play calling on that on that long drive. I thought terrific play calling and Bill O'Brien and and uh first of all Nick Saban, as I said, did a great job and the coaches did a great job of getting them ready to play and the and the defense coordinators and the offensive coordinator both did a good job, whether they stay or leave, whatever happens to them, they did a great job in that game. You're getting teams ready to play when you're disappointed about what happened. Everybody's yakking about all the texts you send Barry about this, and that should have happened, that should have happened. Everybody likes to tell you what, ha- what ought to happen after the fact. Um, tell us sometimes what happens before the fact. Yeah, all right. Now let's flip to the Georgia game. And I was – like even my wife, who's the sweetest lady, uh, one of the sweetest people I know, finds the good in everybody. Guys, she doesn't like – and everybody I was with, they don't like Stetson Bennett. They say he's cocky. Uh, you ought to be. you got to be a little cocky to play at the level that he's playing at. Why? why? No. People didn't like Peyton Manning when he played. Now it seems like the good guys, you don't like them either. Now people do love Bryce Young. Why do people, Joe, do you think Stetson? She's like, Stetson, Stetson, like like his name, like he has something to do with it. Why do people, are, do, do you, let me ask you, do you like Stetson Bennett? I'm pretty neutral. Pretty neutral. I don't. I, I guess I'm, I'm. I guess I'm less. Uh, he's like you've had Alabama jersey on. Well, sure, but I, I think I'm a little more negative because I don't think he's. A, I, I, I don't know. I don't. I don't respect his game. <laughs> I, 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 I thought you. I thought you fixed to say. I thought you fixed to say you didn't. You didn't think he was a good player. He didn't say he respect his game. Did you see that drive <laughs> he took him on down the field <laughs> with the season on the line? Don't talk. Don't talk to people, Barry, about he's, stuff he's, like that. He's ice cold and ice water. He's clutch. Well, you just said he wasn't. You didn't respect his game. I don't, I don't like his skill set. That should have been the best. <laughs> skill set. He made uh, some incredible throws, taking that team down the field in a in a tough. I don't. I'm, Dad, what's your thoughts on? Would you want to say tough environment? 
I think yeah. that's I think Vinny is a terrific player. I think a guy that's in junior college, they come on as a walk-on and has won a national championship and is about to win another. If he was Joe's son, Joe would be going crazy. Hell yeah, I would. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, you mean t- tough environment, Joe? You tough got, environment? It was a Georgia home game. I don't care. With everything that's on the line, millions of people watching, that's and you got to drive the ball down the field? That's different than tough environment. Oh, I forgot. I, I didn't know the I didn't know the, the crowd played. I'm sorry. I, I'm just saying, when you're I in a – when you're in a uh, a national championship game, the season's on the line. Your career is on the line, and you make a drive oh, like that. He was already made. You make a drive. Uh, like- but don't you can't argue with people like that because they they got their minds made up, and they and it, but regardless, because they're all Alabama people, they can't they can't handle anything that but anybody Jenny else does like well. Him. She doesn't like Stetson. Well, so Jenny don't know either. Well, it's not that she doesn't think his game's good. Uh, now, it was nice that his grandkids were there to watch him play. Uh, the guy is kind of old, but, uh, but but still, if he's old, you'll sell some insurance. You'll be able to catch him. The sets and Bennett should play in the NFL. I watch these oh NFL quarterbacks. Gosh. Why not? He is not an NFL quarterback, Barry. Why? Okay, he's a he is a good college quarterback. He's probably a great college quarterback. You we tell see, me he can't play backup in the NFL somewhere? You seen these NFL quarterbacks? We've seen lots of good to great college quarterbacks go to the NFL and bust on out, turn into nothing. I don't know that he's a starter in the NFL, but I think the guy could be a backup. Dad, could he be a backup in the NFL? Well, I think he could, sure. I think he could be a backup. I think as, as these quarterbacks go and come um, based on the offensive line and the ability to to choose something for them to run that's good for him. I think, yeah, I think he's a good player. I don't, I, I don't, you know, I don't like to compare players much or, you, you know, you like them by the way they look on the field or what they think their mannerisms on the field. You like coaches based on whether they, you know, you know, Harbor at Michigan, you know, he's, he's going to uh, call timeout and run that trick play on the goal line. And everybody at Michigan's going to complain about that guy being in the end zone. Come on. All right. Before <laughs> I get to break, we're all going to agree on this, and this will be something we all can agree on. If you have Twitter, if you have anything, I want there to be a groundswell to fire Skip Bayless. Let's get Skip Bayless fired. Uh, last night when that kid's down, he tweets out, no doubt the NFL is considering postponing the rest of this game, but how? This late in the season, a game of this magnitude is crucial to the regular season outcome. Who is Skip? Who is Skip Bayless? Which suddenly seems so irrelevant. He is on with Shannon Sharp on the Fox Sports Show. Used to be on ESPN. People are after his booty right now. So if you didn't see the tweet, go to my Twitter. Uh, I put it on there that he needs to be fired. I mean, the guy should be fired. What a bad person is! Please, everybody. Tag Fox, tag anybody you can tag. Let's get Skip Bayless fired. That is my mission. Then his son, he would he wouldn't have tweeted, tweeted that. Oh, what a turd he is. Two men in a truck out at thirteen thirty Martin Road East. That's where you go pick up your boxes, your packing supplies, whatever you need to make this a smooth move. It's local, out of town, out of state. Let the professionals handle it. Give them a call today for the free estimate. 205 247 50502 Minute Truck Movers Who Care. Tide 100.9 Traffic. 
From the Towns and Nissan Traffic Center, we got a wreck on 2059 westbound before exit 68 Malisham Parkway with some delays. Minor congestion on US 43 at Flatwoods Road and McFarland. If you see conditions, give me a call. It's a new month, new year, and new savings for you at Towns and Nissan, your hometown dealer. Go see them. I'm Captain Ray. Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa Thread. Good Tuesday morning. There is a slight risk for severe storms for Fayette, Lamar, Pickens, and northern Tuscaloosa County today. There is an even greater enhanced risk for storms south of the I-2059 corridor. A flood watch is in effect for Perry and Marengo counties in West Alabama until noon. This afternoon will be the greatest chance for tornadic activity. Click TuscaloosaThread.com for more local news, sports, and weather coverage. It's free. Don Hartley, Town Square Media, Tuscaloosa. In a collision, easy decision. Make one call to one name. Mesreno, 206-6300. No representation of the quality of legal services to be performed. It's greater than quality of legal services performed. Other- coaches took to the radio and TV airwaves to tell people that if you're building outdoors, the only way to build is with pressure-treated pine, yellow wood. It is the very, very best. Why? Because all the coaches said yellow wood, pressure-treated pine, protects against bug, termite, and weather. Decking, fencing, play sets, whatever you're wanting to build, just go to the internet, look at Yellowwood, and you will find these coaches advertised a great product. If it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, believe you me, you don't want it. It's Yellowwood. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. We have an active weather day ahead. Showers and thunderstorms are likely. Storms this afternoon and this evening could be severe with potential for hail, strong winds, possibly an isolated tornado or two. The high today, 73. The low tonight, 61. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 70 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Alabama Crimson Tide lives right here. Down to the pylon. Tide 100.9. Welcome back to Inside Locker. Go to yellowwood.com to find a dealer closest to you when you build the five-star backyard, the pier, the pergola, whatever you want. Uh, make sure you use Yellowwood. If it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, then you don't want it. All right, to the Yellowwood hotline, we'll get Bryce into the show. Good morning, Bryce. Good morning, gentlemen. And I'm you're totally 100% right. Skip, Skip Bayless is trash. Sum up in one word. Trash. Joke. Yes. He's a joke. Yes. Trash. A, I've never liked that idiot. Me either. Uh, well, I hope y'all had a good New Year. It was good. You it was fine. Yeah, did well, and coach is, and coach, you're right. Coach Saban, uh, he just showed how much class he had by honoring. Uh, 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 my mind went blank. Mike Leach with the helmet. I thought that was really good touch he put on it with yeah. the helmets. Had the decal of the of him. Well, on. there were uh, there were eight of the twelve coaches at the service. Yeah. There's a couple of them that couldn't get there, but uh, 8 out of the 12 was, was pretty darn good. Yeah. And uh, Bill O'Brien, I thought, called an excellent game. People say what they want to about it, but I thought he called an excellent game. You know, he couldn't do any better than what he called. He had a good game plan and everything, and I just – I think in that game, uh, more talent, superior talent just took over. In that game, you could show that uh, K State 
had some talent, but they didn't have new to talent that Alabama had. And, and I think they they got coached up to that talent. And they played, uh, well, they uh, they also the uh, they all year. yeah. One of their players went from Kansas State went out and said heart over five stars, and it really yeah ticked off some of these Alabama players. They're saying, wait a minute, yeah, we are five stars, but you're trying to say we got no heart. Uh, right. All right, we're going to show you we got some heart. We we work. Uh, so sometimes you can. Flap your gums a little bit too much and just you don't need to talk your, before game. Yeah, talk you about your team. Or they're talking about heart over two stars, like or five stars. I'm sorry, like Kansas State had more heart than right. Alabama, and these guys took took that and and ran with it. Not that you need some to motivate you, but that stuff certainly doesn't hurt. Right. Well, and and you and you brought up that word heart. That's something that TCU has had all season. They got they got heart. And that ought to be a doozy is all I'm going to say. Yeah. The ball game, you know, in two weeks. But, uh, and the basketball team, they play Ole Miss tonight. They should go in there and take care of business, you know, if they play like they're capable of playing, you know. Yeah, you know, these are, uh, they, they don't call it a trap game. Sometimes you you bring in a team that maybe hadn't been quite playing as well, and so your guys aren't quite as ready like that happened to Purdue, I believe, last night. Uh, so you better be ready. Any of these teams in the SEC can beat you. And uh, so right. so we'll see what happens as they take the court tonight, looking to go 2-0 and with Kentucky coming in over the weekend. Yeah, and, and, yeah, and, and Kentucky will be ready to play when it comes to coach. You know, I, I, I hate to skip the Ole Miss game, but uh, – I just want to bring that up. They won't be – you have them ready to play because they'll want to beat Alabama and knock them off. Bryce, you, you, still know, think, uh, you still think TCU deserves to be in the playoff? I told you all along, TCU needs, deserve to be in the playoff. I told you who didn't deserve to be in the playoff. Who was uh, that? I, I, well, after they played Georgia the way they did, I really can't say much. You know, I'm not going to get on here and brag and this and that. But uh, TCU, I, I, I said all along they deserve to be in the playoffs. And some idiot wrote an article that said that the uh, the kicker choked. The guy's kicking a fifty yard field goal. And I don't have to call that a choke. Uh, come on. Now could Ohio State done a little more? Maybe you could try to get. I think Ohio that. State. I think Ohio State had an excellent game plan. They did a they did a terrific job. Got ready for Georgia, really good, and could have won the game. I, I'm glad Georgia won, but Ohio State did a good job. Yep. Thank You're you. right, Coach. Thank you. We got to go. Thank you, Bryce. Um, well, it was nice to have Bryce call in there. Yeah, so Ohio State, uh, they – I thought they were ready to play. I thought they did. I thought they were ready to play, and I thought they did a good job. Got beat, yes, but I thought that they knew what they were doing, and, you know, one point's one point. But uh, I'm not sure that – I'm not sure they – I'm not sure on the field goal. It was awfully long field goal with a lot of pressure, but I'm not sure that – Snapping the and and putting it down was is quite as good as it needed to be on that field goal. Yeah, but I wouldn't ever say that kid choked on a fifty-yard oh, field he goal. Missed the field goal. She misses miss them all the time. That ain't no big deal. Yeah, it's like you know, God texts me. He cr- crushes the coaches, and then they'll turn around and say, "Well, the coaches don't matter." I said, "Wait a minute, now." He, you're going to blame the coaches when it doesn't go well, but then you say, turn around and say they don't matter. You can't have it both ways. So, um, 
I think the bowl games have actually turned out to be pretty good. Um, yeah, they were good games. They did they did a good job. I got to watch most all of them, and um, I thought uh, um, Mississippi State couldn't find themselves the first half, but uh, they came back the second half and and won against a, a pretty decent Illinois Illinois team, and um, I was glad of that. They they've got some work. To, I'm not. Uh, I wanted to ask you about this publicly. Uh, Steve uh, Steve Spurrier Jr. was uh, Steve Spurrier Jr. was calling the game offensively. Um, unless he's grown up, uh, is he going to be the offensive coordinator there? I you know I don't really know the guy that's there. Uh, I would say, from what I've known in the past, I would say no. And how about if you had uh, the line was what four guys? How about if you were gambling and you had the other way on that? Oh, yeah, on the kickoff. Yeah. On, uh, that, yeah, well, they threw the ball back and forth. They, they make, you know, Mississippi State ends up with it, runs it for another touchdown, wins it 19 It's flipped the line. Oh, Flip, yeah, it flipped the line. Flipped the line. So, uh, Joe, you know anybody that was cel- – there was a lot of people celebrating on that, and there was a lot of people that were throwing things. It's a hard way to lose a bet right there. Yeah. Uh, you think you got that one cash. You're trying to figure out what you're going to do with your money. Was Mississippi State a four-point favorite or a four-point dog? They were a three-point favorite. Three-and-a-half, I believe. Three or four. Three-and-a-half or four. That flipped the line. half a point, I think. Yeah, so um, – it was thirteen to ten, so they were three and a half or four. So all they do is tackle. It goes down, and they start to throw it back and throw it back and throw it back and throw it back and get it picked off, and they take it back for a touchdown, which completely flipped the line on the last play of the game. First to main condos in the historic district of downtown Norport. Three bedroom, three and a half bath, washer and dryer are included in these condos. Stainless. Steel appliances, granite countertops, all energy electric appliances there. The internet and direct TV are provided for free. I have both of those. That's a couple hundred dollars savings right there. Ten foot ceilings, large patios with upper level river views, easy access to the river walk, gated with security cameras, so you feel extremely safe there. Also located, like I said, in historic district of downtown Norport. You're right across the bridge, and you were in downtown Tuscaloosa, five minutes away from Bryant-Denny Stadium the University of Alabama. Tell them you heard it on Inside the Locker Room. Get one month free rent. 205-657-7465. Or go to the website, firstinmaincondos.com. We'll get to Kevin Skarbinski next. You listen to Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, we've got a wreck on 2059 westbound before exit 68 Malisham Parkway with some delays. Minor congestion on US 43 at Flatwoods Road and McFarland. If you see conditions, give me a call. It's a new month, new year, and new savings for you at Townsend Nissan, your hometown dealer. Go see them. I'm Captain Ray. Coming up, Coming up on the game with Ryan Fowler. Coming up at 2 o'clock, we'll talk with Mike Dettelier. We will recap the Sugar Bowl, Alabama, Kansas State, that and a lot more starting at 2 o'clock here on the game on Tide 100.9, the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. 
The longest running sports program in Tuscaloosa. The game with Ryan Fowler. Weekdays from 2 to 6 p.m. on Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Did you make a New Year's resolution? Here's a good one. If you had car issues in 2022, get trouble free in 2023 by moving up to the ultimate driving machine. At my dream job, which I can still hold while I serve part-time. That job and the home loan benefits I got from the Army National Guard helped me buy my first house. I also know that I will be one of the first to respond if my community ever needs me. Sponsored by the Alabama Army National Guard. Aired by the Alabama Broadcasters Association and this station. Two-time state champion and two-time NIT champion, Barry Sanderson breaks down the latest in sports on Inside the Locker Room on Tide 100.9. Welcome back to Inside the Locker Room. Yellow with pressure-treated pine from Great Southern. Build it, build it to last. Yellowwood, go to yellowwood.com to find that dealer close to you. If it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, then you don't want it. I right, get to the Yellowwood hotline. He is Director of Communications with the Coach Safely Program. Also writes with the Birmingham Lead and AL.com, Kevin Skarbinski. Good morning, Kevin. Happy New Year. How you doing? Okay. Happy New Year, guys. Oh. I don't know what that was. Something just uh Kevin last night uh, when the kid for the Bills went down, I started thinking, whoo, you know, I hear Kevin talk about uh the coach safely program, the importance of that, and I started thinking, man, I'm glad I have a trainer uh at practice every day. You just never know uh when a situation like that might arise and then you gotta have experts around you just maybe comment about that and the importance of the coach safely program. I know you do it at the end, but maybe we need to do it at the beginning and the end uh, today. Just, just kind of comment on that. Yeah, that was that was so scary uh, when Demar Hamlin went down the way he did, and to know that they were performing CPR that they used an an AED an automated uh, defibrillator uh, on him to help restart his heart. You know, that's that's one of the things that people really don't know is that sudden cardiac arrest is is the number one killer of uh, student-athletes. And it is something that is not necessarily preventable in advance, but there are things you can do, uh, a full physical. That's why a full physical is required by the AHSAA. Uh, for for our children to participate in sports, they can sometimes detect abnormalities uh, if you get a thorough physical, as you should. And then the importance of, as you said, Barry, not every high school has a trainer available at every practice uh, and every game. Uh, they, it is simply a matter of cost, and that's sad. It, it should be the it should be the norm. It should be the standard that you have a trainer on site at all times, but uh, unfortunately we don't. And then uh, the AED, uh, the automated external defibrillator, every every school should have one. It should be, everyone should know where it is. You should have uh, an emergency action plan if and it, that should be practiced before 
every season uh, on where it is, who goes and gets it, uh, have a strategy. It's very simple to use. Uh, we have a uh, uh, we have an actual in the Coach Safely course has a sudden cardiac arrest module that you can watch. You can learn the basics. Uh, you can watch a video on how to how to use an AED. It's fairly simple. It tells you what to do. You can't. You really can't make a mistake. Now, obviously, in a situation like that, it's very very tense. It's very emotional. Uh, that's why you need to practice, just like you practice a game plan. Uh, uh, in basketball, baseball, football, whatever it might be, you need to practice a plan on how to use an AED. And we need to try to get AEDs in the hands of uh, as many schools as possible because it, it can save a life. The, uh, you, the odds of saving a life decrease quickly the longer you go if you have to wait for an ambulance, if you have to wait for emergency personnel to arrive from, from, uh, from afar. So the more we can have trainers available the more we can have AEDs available, the better. But every every parent of a student-athlete should take the Coach Safely course to know what to do in a situation like that. Uh, every coach, certainly, uh, who before they coach school ball, should take that course so you know what to do in a situation like that. Yep, that. Um, certainly, don't, I don't want to get off that, that idea and those thoughts because I stayed up all night trying to figure out whether this kid was going to make it or not just drives you crazy. But uh, uh, not not putting that aside, of course. I don't want to put it aside. It's important. Um, but I, maybe the question comes, since we, we kind of know who's winning who's losing, are, are we going to be smart going to 12 teams in a playoff? We had four. You know, people don't like Ohio State. People don't like this. People don't like that. You know, all this junk about the four teams. And, I guess it's money involved in that revenue involved because twelve teams fans will go go see their team play. But are we? Is it wise for for them to go all the way from four to twelve? If I, I just give the pluses, I guess I don't I don't really know the pluses. Well, financially, yes, it will be more beneficial to more schools and conferences. They will make more revenue. Yeah, that's undeniable. Uh, yeah. But really, from an opportunity standpoint, uh, of having a more of a true playoff, where you have more teams with an opportunity to win a national championship, I think that's you know the money aside, that's that's the greatest uh, advantage of it. it. It just seems like it's been it well, it doesn't seem like it has been a, a closed shop, if you will, where we determine by you know, perception by uh, a group of individuals who we put a lot of faith and trust in to know the sport to decide, okay, these teams deserve the opportunity to play for a national championship. And I guarantee you when the season started, not one of us thought TCU would be one of those teams. And there are people after they lost the, the big 12 championship game to Kansas State, who thought they didn't deserve the opportunity to be one of those teams. And when we see how they performed against Michigan, when you really watch that team, and I'll be honest, I hadn't watched a full TCU game all year. That was the first one, and they, they looked awfully good. And if I'm, if I'm Georgia, I'm, I'm concerned that that's a team that can, that can beat them. So 
you know why why shouldn't they have an opportunity? Well, they're going to be teams that are going to get they're going to be teams that are going to get beat. They're going to be they're going to be blowouts. Look, there've been blowouts in the semifinals, but I think you cannot oper I don't think you can really argue against opportunity. My concern is the number of games. Well, increasing continuing to increase the number of games that that these guys play. The NFL did it this year. Uh they added an, you know, they added another regular season game. How far, from a physical standpoint, from a mental standpoint, how far can we push these guys to play? Well, as we saw last night, is a very uh, can be a very dangerous sport. Well, we got we got you know as we deep into it as we go into it deeper, and I'm not a forward or against it. Doesn't matter about me anyway. But you know we're going to have a big stink on who's thir- who, number thirteen and number fourteen, and why number eleven. Uh, shouldn't be in there. I think I think you get really a difficult selection process, uh, and you know some stink about the process this time. I just think it makes it really really difficult to do the very best you can. You're gonna make some mistakes, and it's 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 not easy for sure. I think well, in the, in the it, current it, format, Clemson would have yeah. been the three seed, and we want, we saw them play. So I'm not sure. But I, I do like the twelve. Go ahead, Kevin. Sorry, but I, yeah, but I see. I don't know, and, and I I know it's easy to to look at that the way some teams perform and say, "Wow, they would have been in the playoff. They didn't deserve to be in the playoff. They didn't perform like a playoff team." Perform pre- preparing for a playoff game is different than preparing for a bowl game in which you get a trophy full of oranges. You guys know that if sure. you know you're preparing differently, your mindset is different. You don't have guys, I don't think, you're going to have guys opting out of playoff teams. I think you're going to have guys stick around to play if you have a shot at a national championship. So it's a very different set of circumstances just uh, from that perspective. Uh, We're talking with Kevin Skarbinski. Kevin, uh, I think Nick Saban was looking for things to to motivate his team, to to find a way to to have them ready to play uh, in the Sugar Bowl over in New Orleans. Then lo and behold, Will Anderson and Bryce Young decide to play. And, man, that really helps him when he gets in front of that team. And then they, he really does a good job of kind of bragging on the ones that stuck it out. Uh, he called the ones that were leaving energy vampires. I believe they sucked the, the life out of the, out of the room. You spend all your time trying to get those guys uh, ready. So I think he got just what he needed with his two stars playing and it seemed like those guys really rallied around one another, and they were ready to play in the bowl game. Uh, just talk about what kind of Alabama team showed up on uh, Friday there, Saturday, whenever that game was, uh, on New Year's Eve, Saturday uh, morning. Well, that was, that was the team, I think, that we thought we'd see week in and week out all year. And we didn't see that team. You know, what are the reasons for that? I thought it was a little distasteful um, of Nick Saban and he did it in the post even on stage after the game when he when he he was an insinuation there you know this team you know the guys that are here are what you, the University of Alabama program is about and, you know again insinuating that there were guys who left in the transfer portal that they were the reason that Alabama didn't perform up to expectations I I, I think that was unfair and unnecessary he had the positive motivation. He didn't have to go after those guys in any way, shape, or form. Uh, he had the positive motivation, as you said, in the guys who did 
decide to play in that game who didn't have to, who have lucrative NFL futures ahead of them. So that was really all the motivation that he needed. But really, the way they played in the Sugar Bowl, in a way, makes it all the more painful to know that they they were good enough to be in the playoff. That they, that, but at two crucial, in two crucial games at winning time, they didn't get it done. And at some point, results have to matter. At some points, it can't just be about recruiting rankings and reputation and talent. And, you know, the, the game on the field has to matter. And, and they didn't get it done, again, at two crucial times. So, and then, and then other times that we forget, you know, that's the argument for including them was they lost two games, you know, by one play each. But they also played three other games that were decided by one play each that could have gone the other way. So, you know, you can, you can argue it either way, but uh, that showed that was the Alabama team. I think we thought we would get more consistently throughout the season and we didn't. And that why we didn't is for Nick Saban to determine and whatever changes, if, if changes are needed from a, from a coaching standpoint, you know, it's up to him to make them from a personnel standpoint. It's up to him to make them. So we'll see how they, how they do going forward. But yeah, that's uh, it's gonna. This is gonna be one of those coulda, woulda, shoulda seasons. Yeah, that I think they'll look back on with regret. Yeah, you know, I uh, I look at the line. I'm not a gambler, but I like to do all looking at it. Uh, I think it's thirteen and a half, uh, which is a pretty, which for a national championship game probably is as big a line as you'll find anywhere, anytime. Uh, I guess um, it, it's a team in TCU that plays plays smart and hard and and plays as the underdog and underdogs who have ability that, that make, makes it really good when you're an underdog and you have ability. Um, how do you, it, it, and Kirby's done such a really good job. You know, a lot of people don't like him because of this, that, but to be a national championship coach, assistant coach at Alabama and then go to Georgia and do what he's doing. I think he, he deserves a lot of credit. Talk a little bit about this game. Yeah. Yeah. Two things. Two things there, Wimp, and, and a great point about motivation. Look at Ohio State. The whole world told Ohio State for a month, you guys don't deserve to be here. You guys are a bunch of dogs. You guys got no chance. Uh, when when they played really one bad quarter against yep. Michigan. It was the last quarter. They played one bad quarter. It was That game wasn't as, as lopsided as the final score indicated. And yet, we've tended, we tended for some reason we forgot that Ohio State recruits on a level of Alabama and Georgia. They're on that short list. They're one of the elite programs. They win 10, 11, 12 games a year. Uh, and and yet, you know, you tell as you said, when you tell talented athletes that you're not good enough, you tell them you have no chance, and do it over and over for a month, and you get the kind of performance you saw out of Ohio State on Saturday. I mean, they were good enough to win the game, and maybe in some ways. Uh, you can say they should have won the game. You know, it was so many close things that went right for Georgia. Uh, the timeout before the before the fake punt was brilliant, and it was necessary. That game changes maybe if that go if that doesn't happen. Uh, the first down by Brock Bowers doing a tightrope act on the sideline and having a camera right there to capture that to get the first down that was critical. The violent but clean hit. On Marvin Harrison at the back of the end zone, he, you know, they look like he was throwing that ball away. He almost catches it. He, if that defender does not make that effort play, 
he may catch that and it's a touchdown, it's a different game. And maybe, you know, so, so many things, little things went right for Georgia. Uh, I think they know that they cannot walk out there and this is not going to be a walkover. They, they know what TCU is capable of and give credit to Kirby and his staff and those players. Nick Saban has talked about it for years and I don't know that we always appreciated it. The difficulty of repeating, the difficulty of coming back, and Alabama faces this even in years they're not not trying to repeat, uh, of being the hunter. And Kirby talked about that at Media Days. They were going to be the hunter. They were not going to be hunted. Now, well, that's, that's nice to say, but that's not reality. When you're the champion, everybody wants to knock you off, and you're going to get the best effort for the most part of everybody you play. And it is hard to get up every week. Uh, Pat I said you can only do it three or four times a year, ideally, uh, to get your team at a physical, mental, and emotional peak. While other teams are at their peak against you, sometimes you have to win when you're at less than, less than your best. And so yeah. kudos to everybody in Georgia for what they've accomplished. I think it's a four-quarter game. Uh, the, cor- the cornerbacks for TCU are elite. Um, the, uh, the Georgia secondary had all kinds of problems covering Ohio State's receivers. I think Max Duggan is special, the TCU quarterback, like Stetson Bennett, who at winning time in big games has been elite, maybe not week in, week out. But I think I think this has all the potential to be a, a fantastic four-quarter game that would be a fitting ending to the season after the semifinals that we saw. Yeah. Uh, Kevin, you're a lot smarter than me, and I even, even my wife, who's sweet as she can be, um, People don't like Stetson Bennett, and I don't. I don't get it. Like the guy, okay, he's twenty five. Um, he was a walk on. They've tried to run him off several times. They've tried to over recruit him. The guy makes an incredible drive there at the end. Uh, even Joe saying, "Well, look at the offense coordinator. He's wanting to give Munkin credit. Like he made those passes." What is it about people? That they don't like a guy like maybe you don't either. That they don't like people didn't like Peyton Manning. What is it that people don't like about this guy? Why, why would you not like him? He's all—he's everything that's good about sports. The underdog, the undersized guy. He's led his team to a national championship. He's about to possibly do it again. Help me here, Kevin. Help clear this I, up for me. Why do people not like him? It is a—it's a mystery of the universe, Barry. It really is. <laughs> yeah, it, you know, we talk about guys. Look at all the praise that, that Bryce Young and Will Anderson got for coming back to play one more game. One more game. They, they College football was important to them. Well, college football obviously has been important to Stetson Bennett. And you can, again, if you want to be a critic and say, well, he, that's because he doesn't really have an NFL future. I don't know if he does or he doesn't. Uh, stranger things have happened than for a guy like Stetson Bennett to have a successful NFL career, whether it's as a backup who steps into the breach at times whether it's as a third-teamer or whatever. Maybe it's as a starter. I don't know. But this guy has been, I mean, he's got his degree. He may have two degrees. I don't even know at this point because he's been in school so long. What I don't get is the argument that it's unfair because he's 25 and he's playing against 18- and 19-year-olds. Did he? Been, did they change the rules for Stetson Bennett that I wasn't aware of? Did they, did they change the rules just for him? Uh, is he the only veteran who has a lot of experience that's had success. No, look at Hendon Hooker, for example, this year for Tennessee. Uh, those guys wanted to play college football. And how can you not like a guy who every time it, he's had to step up? Look at, look at, all we have to do is look at the playoff games last year. 
and the, the semifinal Saturday, he has been elite at those moments when he's had to be. Was he great uh, from start to finish on, on Saturday? No, he wasn't. And Kirby referenced it after the game, and so did Stetson. Uh, Stetson acknowledged that he did not play his best game overall. But when they had to have him at, at his best, he delivered. And I don't know how you don't like a guy like that. Yeah, it's I don't get it. All right, uh, Kevin, tell everybody about the Coach Safely program, about your writing, where they get all your great information. Yeah, again, coachsafely.org. If you are, uh, like I said, not just a, a coach, a youth coach in this state, it is the law that you be trained in injury recognition and prevention, and you can take the Coach Safely course, coachsafely.org, at no cost, if you're in the state of Alabama, at no cost to you or your organization. So please do so, and we're getting ready. Uh, obviously, we're in basketball season. People will be registering for spring sports very soon. So make sure you do that. But as parents, we urge you to take the course as well. You know, you have kids come to your house. Maybe you're the, maybe you're that house where all the kids gather after school, uh, you know, when they're you know, 8, 9, 10 years old, and, you know, they come over and they're playing ball in the backyard, whatever it might be. Do you know what to do? If something happens, uh, you should, and because we're you're, we're all coaches in that sense. So take the course; uh, you'll be glad you did. You'll have the knowledge you need to help keep those kids safe. And you can you can read my my writing at the lead at it's Birmingham Lead L E D E dot com. I write a piece every Sunday and every Thursday. So check that out, and you can follow me on Twitter at Kevin Skarbinski and keep up with with all the different things that I'm working on. Thanks, Kevin. Thanks, Kevin. Thank you, guys. Let's have a great 2023. All right, there's Kevin Skarbinski. Does a good job. Alabama One, you look at purchase the vehicle your dreams. Then go get the loan out at Alabama One. Rates as low as 2.99% terms of up to 84 months. Get pre-approved before you shop. You also can go to the Alabama One Auto Mall and find the car right there, and they'll deliver it right to you. Go to www.alabamaone.org. Joe, we're going to give you some time. We're going to come back, take a quick break, and then, Joe, I'll get to you at the 8 o'clock hour. I won't want to have to cut you short because I know you'll probably be cutting me to the bone about something. You're just a Tide 100.9. This is home of Alabama Sports. Tide 100.9 Traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, we got a wreck on 2059 westbound before exit 68 Malisham Parkway with some delays. Minor congestion on US 43 at Flatwoods Road and McFarland. If you see conditions, give me a call. It's a new month, new year, and new savings for you at Townsend Nissan, your hometown dealer. Go see them. I'm Captain Ray. 365 24-7. You'll find road and utility crews, tow trucks, law enforcement, and first responders working along Alabama's roadway. We're making improvements and helping our communities stay connected. We're working hard to make sure you're safe on the road. Now we need your help to make sure we're safe too. Alabama's move over law requires you to move over a lane when you see flashing lights on the roadside. And if you can't safely move over, please slow down. Visit drivesafealabama.org. Brought to you by the Alabama Department of Transportation, Alabama Broadcasters Association, and this station. In a collision? Easy decision. Make one call to one name. Mesreno 206-6300. No representation of the quality of legal services to be performed. It's greater than quality of legal services before. Potential for hail, strong winds, possibly an isolated tornado or two. The high today, 73. The low tonight, 61. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 70 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Never miss a moment of the action. Download the free Tide 100.9 app today. I heard, as it were, coming... 
was a man going round taking names. And he decides who to free. And welcome back to Inside the Locker. I right, take this top of the hour break. Before we do it, though, Dad, let's talk about Constant Companion, and then we'll take the top of the hour break. We'll get back. We'll get Joe into the show. Well, you may have gotten an animal for, for uh, Christmas or for New Year's, and if you have, then Constant Companion is a really great place to take that that puppy or that cat. Certainly, uh, two uh, 205-635-0313. Uh, I take Sam out there for her shots all the time, and uh, it's out on... Highway 280, 150 the Narrows. They'll give you 50% off on your first visit, which is important and important for you, too. So be sure that if you have a problem or if you have a new puppy or a new cat or whatever you have that's uh, in the way of needing some work, then take them to a constant companion, 635-0313. Well, so one thing, pressure-treated pine from Great Southern. They make this show possible if it doesn't have the yellow tag on it then you don't want to head down to your local dealer and tell them that wimp and barry sent you listen tide one or boy nine it's the home of alabama sports tide 100.9 traffic from the towns of nissan traffic center we got a wreck on 2059 westbound before exit 68 malisham parkway with some delays minor congestion on us 43 at flatwoods road and mcfarland if you see conditions give me a call it's a new month new year and new savings for you at towns and nissan your hometown dealer go see them i'm captain ray Coming up, Coming up on the game with Ryan Fowler. Coming up at 2 o'clock, we'll talk with Mike Tatillier. We will recap the Sugar Bowl, Alabama, Kansas State, that and a lot more starting at 2 o'clock here on the game on Tide 100.9, the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. The longest-running sports program in Tuscaloosa. The Game with Ryan Fowler. Weekdays from 2 to 6 p.m. on Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Football is back, and no one does it better than the sportsbook at Golden Moon Casino. This season, you can watch the games with nothing on the line. Boring. 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Inside the locker room with former Crimson Tide basketball coach Wimp Sanderson and his son, former SEC and ACC assistant basketball coach Barry Sanderson. It's time to take you inside the locker room. Presented by Dr. Pepper on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back to the second hour of Inside the Locker Room. 205-342-9904. As always, you want to get in on the show. Actually, on time today, Joe. First show, 2023, right on time. As we come right back here at the 8 o'clock hour, we look forward to uh, having Max Howell with us at 8.15. Allstate Insurance Agent Andrew Knifer. He's my agent. Let him become yours. Out at 4705 McFarland Boulevard, Suite 3 over in Northport. Don't just pay the bill. Know what you're paying. If you're looking for home, life, auto, you got uh, some new toys for Christmas that you need to have insured, give them a call today. Do what I did. Make the change. 205-722-9201. Go to the Andrew Knifer Facebook page. All right, to the Andrew Knifer Hotline, Allstate Insurance. will bring Joe into the show. Good morning, Joe. Good morning, Joe. morning, coaches. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you, Joe. Barry? Yes, sir. Did you watch the Tennessee Clemson game? I did. You did? I did. 
You did. I did. I did watch it, yes. Well, it was the first complete Clemson game I've watched in two years. And I know you high on Dabo, and I know you want him to be the next Alabama coach. Do you still want that after watching that game? I'm not going to base it on one game. Uh, I don't know that I want him. I just said I thought that was the direction they were going to go. He's got to recruit better, Joe. Uh, he's a skilled players. I like the Shipley kid. Uh, that poor quarterback got beat to death. That line is not good. Uh, they, I don't know how that guy kept getting up. Uh, Clemson did not look very good. And when you run, Joe, a fake field goal with your son – Running the option, you are you've lost it. I mean, first of all, you can't have your son in that situation just unless he is an absolute stud, which his son is not. So I think Dabo is hard headed in a lot of ways about certain things. It's like he's got all his son's buddies playing for Clemson right now. So yeah, yeah, he's got to recruit better. I agree with you. And uh, and Barry, they ran a hundred and one. Plays. Yeah. They had the ball over 40 minutes and they only scored 17 points. Did you notice after they got, you know, when the field got condensed and they would drive down to the 20, the 25, the 30, Tennessee's quickness just dominated. Yeah. Just, I mean, just dominated them. It was unreal. I, I was surprised he's left that program. I think the program's down based on the last two years. I know it is. Well, Joe, you better go ahead then and name the, name the new head coach at uh, Alabama then. No, Wimp, I need to pick on Barry because Barry went public with Dabo. And, you know, when Barry makes a bold statement, it ain't very often. Well, I didn't. <laughs> I said that's where I thought they would go, a lot of the former players. Uh, but – you know who knows when that's going to be. I don't. How much? You know. I think this bowl game, this recruiting class, but did that re-energize Nick Saban to where he's going to stay longer? Where do you think Nick Saban's head's at right now, Joe? I think it's a lot better right now than it was two weeks ago. I agree, Joe. Joe, do you think Barry said saying that uh, he's not sure that Bryce and them should have played that the other the quarterback need to play Milrow? <laughs> he went public on that. Well, sure. You say that now after the fact. That's right. That's exactly right. That's what people do. That's what my point. <laughs> well, that is your job, not mine. <laughs> I still don't think Bryce should have played. I mean, he played great, and maybe he – Oh, you're wrong there. Maybe he did help himself by – I don't know how he helped himself in the draft. Maybe he, he, helped, the, he helped the team win the yeah, game he, and help recruiting. Yeah, yeah, but that's not for him. That's for well, the team. Baloney, Baloney, Barry, you can't get around that. You, that was that was a wrong analogy. By so you. then you're so, at, nobody should ever opt out. Then. No, I'm saying that. I just think in that situation when they when it meant that, that these two guys were looked upon by the whole team. As to the guys who ran the team, offense and defense, it was important for them to play. Well, yeah, sure. I'm not saying it didn't help the team. I'm just saying personally for those guys, yeah, it helped the team. You had the best quarterback in the country playing quarterback. Why wouldn't that help the team? Yeah. Well, go ahead, Joe. Go ahead, okay, Joe. Barry, so go ahead and answer my question. You are not as high on Dabo as you were before that. His, <laughs> you're correct. His stock is not quite as high. 
you got that. I think he, I think he's got to swallow his pride a little bit. And I agree with a lot of things that he says, but he's got to adjust. If he's going to coach at the highest level, then he's going to have to take transfers. He's going to buy in the NIL. He's going to have to do it uh, the way it has to be done, or he's going to get left behind. Now, Joe, let me, let me tell you something. There are, lot, there, are a lot of guys, there are a lot of good coaches who have good winning records and make decent money. They don't want the Alabama job. They don't. They don't. When I was there, Coach Bryant, things a little bit is quite different. Maybe a little bit, but uh, there are people that uh, that you you would say, you know, boy, let's get this guy, that guy. They don't. They don't want to touch it. You know, life's got to be more than trying to trying to keep up with Nick Saban. I, I just I don't, I don't think there is. A lot of them. Uh, Barry, did you win your last game in the Brookwood tournament? No, we lost uh, to, to uh, Bibb County. We were actually tied with a minute to go in the game. Ended up losing. I uh, wasn't a great tournament. I mean, we played fine, but I lost my second leading scorer after the 16 game. He tore his ACL in the first quarter of the first game. So that that was a little bit of a... The other day you said he was at the doctor. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's official now. He, he did tear his ACL, unfortunately. Uh, for uh, Joe, answer my question on who should be the, the coach of Alabama. Forget the devil thing. Well, well, I don't have anybody right now because it could okay. be five years from now. It could be a year from now. Just like look at Dabo. Look how much his stock fell. Well, the only reason I mean, Dabo's name is mentioned because he's a successful guy yeah. with Alabama ties. I, I'm using him as an example, Wimp. What I'm saying is whoever I tell you today, the same thing could happen to him. And I, I think Saban's there until his health becomes a question mark. Yeah. Probably but let right. me ask you, Wimp, let me ask you this. You're the coach. You've been there. You've done it all. When he watches Belichick now every Sunday, is he having mixed emotions about it? Does he want to go out the way Belichick's going out? I don't think Nick Saban wants to go out the way Belichick is going out. I don't think. I think Nick Saban is a wiggly guy, though. I don't think he. I don't think he. I don't think television would satisfy him. Uh, Maybe the commissioner of football might satisfy him if they ever select somebody like that to be the commissioner of football. But I think he's so wiggly that that he he needs to have something to do all the time. And uh, he, you know, he's the minute. I guarantee you, the minute this recruiting thing is over with, he's on the golf course. And uh, I, I don't. I, I, there's just so many hard. There's so many people that are good candidates for the job. Uh, a lot of people that are good candidates for the job that won't wouldn't take the job. I don't know. But we, me and you, watched Bear go out. Yep. We watched him lose to Tennessee. He was ranked. What second, first, whatever. He lost to Tennessee. Of course, Tennessee was top ten too. He lost to Tennessee. He turned around and he lost to LSU. Then he lost to Southern Mississippi. His last yep. game at Bryant Denny Stadium. Yep. He had won sixty something games in a row. I was there. And yep. then he lost to Auburn and barely beat Illinois in the Liberty Bowl. Yeah, but his health was his health wasn't very good. Yeah. But Nick Saban don't want to go out that way. You know no, that. I don't I know. know. Yeah, I don't think any of us know. It's just kind of interesting to try to figure out some. You know, everybody's 
points to different people, and, and uh, there are a lot of different people who you think would take it. Who, who you know, if they're making money, an extra million doesn't mean that much to a lot of them because they're making a lot of money to start with. Well, did you read the article in the Tuscaloosa News about the Liberty Bowl and Bryant last week? No, no I didn't. I don't. I don't take the Tuscaloosa News. Yeah. No. What's his name was telling the story the director of the bowl and Bryant called him. They were going to have the end. Bryant called him. They had no idea that Alabama was going to come. And he called him and he said, I want to go out the way I came in in 59. He was in the Liberty Bowl at Philadelphia. Yeah. And he told him he wanted to go out. And plus, you know, he, he used to hitchhike from Mora Bottom to Tuscaloosa yeah. to go to school. Yeah. Of course, you know all the stories, but our yeah. listeners do. And, uh, you know, he always went through Memphis. Always went through Memphis. Was he, you know, yeah. it was easier to hitchhike that one. Yeah, right. And he planned, he, he was, you know, he started planning this. He called him right after the office. That's when he called him. It was a good article. You, again, you need to pull yeah, it I up. To, I need to read it, yeah. I just saw where, where you know, I went to, I just saw where Ray had, you know, I, I I happened to go over to the president's house the Sunday after Ray resigned. You know, after the next guy came in and Bill Curry came in, it was <laughs> got to be some some deal. Joe, yes. Do you? What are your feelings about Stetson Bennett? He's a, a survivor. There is all I can say. Do you like him? Don't. He owns Barry, so how, how do you not like him? Is that why people don't. I don't know. They, first of all, they don't like because of his name. You know, Stetson, you know, Stetson. But, I mean, how do you not like the guy? He's like, it's like a uh, a Hollywood script, right? A guy who was a walk-on, who went to JUCO, who came back, and left. Georgia hadn't won a national championship since when? Uh, Joe, to last year, and now he's got a chance to do it back-to-back? How do you not like that story? But, Barry, it's just like you use the example of your wife. If people like us that have played, we appreciate more what he's done than people that haven't. Right. And that's the one's voice and their opinion. So, But the people that have really experienced it and had to get out there and get in the grind and do it, you know, we, we appreciate what he did. We do. Is Kirby Smart the best coach in college football right now? Uh, I'd have to say it's neck and neck with him and Saban. One thing I like about Kirby that I did not know to about a, a month ago, he was born in Montgomery, Alabama. His daddy yeah, he used was to come to my, I like it because he used to come to my games. His daddy brought yeah. him. His daddy was the head coach at Millbrook High School, right outside of Montgomery. I did not know that. Yeah. So we have another Alabama-born coaching legend, Kirby Smart. Kirby's pretty good in the interview. He he uh, very good. He's all football man. He he's not the glitz and the glamour. And this guy's uh, they talked about. You know, getting to the top and companies fail after getting full of themselves. Like he's got a lot of different people coming and talk. He learned a lot from Nick Saban. I think he's put his own spin on some of the things there. This guy's uh, yeah. doing a phenomenal job there at Georgia. That's right. Hey, you know what I like? Right of all the stuff I've heard him say that I like the best was after the Mississippi State game when the girl wanted to go straight 
to the SEC championship game and, and not even mention Tech, he stopped her and he said, don't even go there. Right. How many coaches are that way now? Not. Not many. Joe, thank you. You you got me. A uh, little shine is off Dabo today. Am I? Hey, who won the tournament, Barry? Uh, Pelham. Is that right? Beat yeah. Leeds. Beat Leeds. They, uh, no, they actually, Leeds got upset uh, by Brookwood. They beat Brookwood in the final. So Pelham won it. So. You guys have a safe day. Thank you, Joe. Thanks, Thanks Joe. All right, Royal Cleaners, they're going to make life easy for you. Now, we're getting ready to put the kiddos back to school on Thursday, Joe, so you don't have time to be running around doing all the different errands. So let them come to you. They'll come to you, pick up all the laundry, get it cleaned up, deliver it right back. That's service with a smile. If you want to drop off, University Boulevard, Bridge Avenue, North Porter, 4851 Rice Mine Road. Get Royal Cleaners today. Call today, 205 391 Zero zero three four. We'll get to Max Howell when we get back from break. That's a tied one hundred point nine to see home of Alabama Sports. Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa thread. Good Tuesday morning. Two waves of severe weather could bring damaging winds of 70 miles per hour, hail, localized heavy rain, and tornadoes to West Alabama. That's between 11 a.m. today and 3 a.m. tomorrow morning. The Storm Prediction Center has highlighted a slight risk roughly north of the I-20 59 corridor and a more significant enhanced risk from Tuscaloosa southward. Stay tuned to Operation Storm Watch. Click TuscaloosaThread.com for later updates, possible watches, and warnings. Don Hartley, Town Square Media, Tuscaloosa. Tide 100.9 Traffic. From the towns of Nissan Traffic Center, we got a wreck on 2059 westbound before exit 68 Balasham Parkway with some delays. Minor congestion on US 43 at Flatwoods Road and McFarland. If you see conditions, give me a call. It's a new month, new year, and new savings for you at Towns and Nissan, your hometown dealer. Go see them. I'm Captain Ray. In a collision, easy decision. Make one call to one name. Mesreno, 206-6300. No representation between the quality of legal services to be performed. It's greater than quality of legal services performed coaches took to the radio and TV airwaves to tell people that if you're building outdoors, the only way to build is with pressure-treated pine, yellow wood. It is the very, very best. Why? Because all the coaches said yellow wood, pressure-treated pine, protects against bug, termite, and weather. Decking, fencing, play sets, whatever you're wanting to build, just go to the Internet, look at yellow wood, and you will find these coaches advertised a great product. If it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, believe you me, you don't want it. It's yellow wood. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. We have an active weather day ahead. Showers and thunderstorms are likely. Storms this afternoon and this evening could be severe with potential for hail, strong winds, possibly an isolated tornado or two. The high today, 73. The low tonight, 61. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 71 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Mr. SEC Tournament Wimp Sanderson gives you his excellent analysis every weekday on Inside the Locker Room, right here on Tide 100.9. Well, in North Carolina, way back in the hill, near my old baby and he had him still. He brewed white lightning till the sun went down and then he fell him a joke. And he'd pass it around Mighty, mighty pleasing Pack his corn squeezing 
Welcome back to Inside Locker, www.alabama1.org for all their different products and services. We'll talk more about those guys later on in the show. Right up to the Alabama hotline, one hotline, and bringing a great friend over in Mississippi. Uh, you guys got any bad weather over there, Max? Heading this direction, to Max Howell. Good morning, Max. Happy New Year. Happy you guys. Uh, it's curt- it's on the way though. It's cloudy. I'm, I'll for you guys. I go out in the car to be sure we get a good signal because I live down here on the river. And it, when it clouds over, we may talk and we may not. Yeah. So anyway, it's uh, it was a great weekend. I don't believe I've watched uh, that much really competitive football in a long time. Yeah. That. Um, your thoughts about the final game. I, I know you, you can give some thoughts about how, how Georgia and TCU got there, but, uh, I think Georgia's, I think Georgia not only coaches them well, but I think, uh, they play pretty darn good under pressure and TCU the same yeah, way. Uh, you thought about that. Yeah. I don't think there's any doubt. I, I think, and I, I think Kirby settled down a little bit. I didn't see him. You know, grabbing everybody out of line, and really, he didn't let the emotion take care of itself. Uh, so I, you know, they played they played well enough to win, and uh, that they were favored seven and a half, did win by one. But what the heck? That you know, a win's a win. Now they go to the national championship game. Uh, a little surprised at some of the things that that Ohio State tried to do. Uh, I thought maybe they probably would have thrown a little bit more uh, than they did, even though they had a a better than average passing game, I think. But uh, anyway, Georgia comes out with a big win on that one. Uh, that was just one of several guys, you know, that we saw over the weekend. Uh, looking at SEC, if you count the Georgia game, uh, they were struggling the bowls there. They end up at six and five with one more game, I guess, if you want to call this a uh, national championship a bowl game. But one of the disappointing teams to me, Max, was uh, Ole Miss. Uh, here, no the give. Lane Kiffin, a, a raise, an extension. They they figure out a way to work out his contract. I believe he lost five out of six games. Where in the world can you lose five out of six and go from seven million to nine million? A lot of people over here saying, "Boy, Auburn dodged a bullet on that one." Uh, just talk about the direction of this Ole Miss program and what Lane Kiffin's done over the last month. He's he's been on Twitter a lot, but uh, I don't know if he's been coaching in football. <laughs> I think that might have been the reason, Barry. The fact is, is the rumor over here is that he was out trying to negotiate a new contract somewhere, whether it be Auburn or back at home or a combination, uh, to, and he kind of ignored the game. And I, I don't think that's—I don't think that was uncommon for some of the things that happened in the last three or four ball games that he lost. Uh, you know, he relied heavily on the portal uh, this past year. Brought in twenty-eight guys off the portal. Eight or nine of those guys started for him. Uh, didn't have a lot of depth, uh, but I, that, I don't know. It was just something surrounding that program that didn't quite fit. And I, I don't know why the interior guys, the, the FA director, the administrators at the top didn't, didn't see some of that. Uh, they didn't want to lose it for whatever reason. Maybe they surveyed the market and found out, you know, that, that there was nobody else out there that they thought was uh, entrenched as much as he is. He won some big games for him over the last couple of years, and it would appear that they were satisfied. You got to remember, guys; those guys aren't playing for national championships. I bet I was on that staff for three years. I'm telling you, the, the underlying factor in Ole Miss is if they can win eight or nine, uh, guys, they're going to be pretty happy. They they aren't expecting a Johnny Ball to come along anytime soon. So uh, 
I think probably that was part of it. I'm not real sure that Jimmy Sexton didn't use the Auburn thing for him to get the raise at Ole Miss. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how really interested he was in that job. At all. And I'm pretty sure Auburn wasn't interested in him as much as that it appeared that he was interested in Auburn. Yeah. That. Um, your thoughts about this game? Um, does TCU have a chance at 13 and a half point underdog? I, you know, coach, we saw some, we saw some underdogs, and we saw some, you know, point spreads all throughout the, this past weekend. Uh, I don't, I think we would get to this level. You know, there's so many things that really play. We know emotion plays a part in this thing. Uh, in, in preparation, and you know, how about what's the mindset of the, of the kids, and how does the coach just go, you know, go about preparing for this thing? Uh, I don't know. TCU, to me, was better than I thought they were. Uh, I looked at the comparisons of the university, and uh, they threw up on the screen when they played Michigan. And it, you know, it was, it was like Troy playing Alabama uh, in comparison to schools. However, the athletes on the field were a lot better. I mean, those defensive rush ins for, for TCU was 6'6 and 275. They weren't 6'2, 185, or 90 pounds, guys. They usually play at, at, at a lower level. So I, you know, I, I think there's so much preparation. The lines don't, you know, I think Georgia probably goes into this one, uh, you know, with the mindset of, hey, we got a chance to, to repeat. Uh, Stetson Bennett, you know, played, did did his thing, did his did his ball game, and understand that Kirby wasn't pleased with any of it. And I think he, you know, he picked it apart. And I think that's part of the, you know, part of the game to get him ready psychologically to play this this championship ball game. Uh, we're talking with Max Howell. Max, uh, there's a caller just called. You know, I was kind of saying when Nick Saban uh, steps away that uh, a lot of the Alabama old players were going to go to Clemson, South Carolina, and they were going to get Dabo to come back home. Um, Dabo's going to have to change his ways. or nobody, He's going to end yeah. up losing his job at Clemson before too long. Uh you know, I know they had a good record. They're playing in the ACC. To run a fake field goal with your son, uh, running the option yeah. around, they de- they don't recruit very well now. Their skill position players are slow. Um, right. He doesn't take transfers or Hatton. I don't think he's really bought in the NIL. He wants football to still be played the way it was 10 years ago and recruit the same way, and that's not what it is now. He better adjust. Nope. Uh, he better adjust, Max, or he's in trouble over there. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I, you know, I picked up on it a couple of years ago in recruiting. We, you know, of course, I call a guy ukulele, but the quarterback they brought in a couple of years ago, I didn't think the kid could play then. It certainly it appeared they, you know, they tried him there last year and finally got him. Lost thirty pounds. Thought he'd be a little faster, but you're right. It's the, uh, it's some of the skill sets that they evaluate up there. And I know Devil's got the final say on it, but uh, I agree. I, something is not is missing in that program. He built them. He, he set the expectations high uh, when he got to the you know championship uh, game, a couple, won a couple of them, got there, what, three or four times? Yeah. But the fact is that he's not he's not staying consistent with it. Uh, the, the, you know, the defensive front was supposed to be the best front four in the, in the country this past year. They were good. They're gonna have a couple of those guys draft pretty high, I'm sure. But the fact is that you gotta have a football, you gotta have a team, in particular the skill position, if you'll win national championships. And you gotta have depth. 
Uh, you can't win it with 30 guys. You've got to have 40 or 50 that can play uh, when you go into that level. So, I, you know, I, I, don't, I never thought that he'd be the guy that would play Coach Taylor. I really think they probably will go to you know go to the NFL and find somebody myself. Yeah, that. Um, Alabama's going to be brand new at uh, at the quarterback position next year, pretty much. Right. Uh, they got right. one kid who hadn't he hadn't even seen the kid from Tennessee. Yeah. <laughs> um, so not, nobody knows whether he's good, bad, or another above. And they got a lot of new. They got four new. I think he got four total quarterbacks. Um, yep. Uh, any any thoughts on who, where that's going, to, what direction that's going to go as far as just talk about the coach? Let's go. Let's go back four or five years ago when Jalen Hurts came out of the spring. Nobody hardly ever heard of him. We watched him in the spring game and thought he was going to be the guy because they had three all drop back quarterbacks at that time. If you remember, big six, four, six, five kids, all of them transferred out. Uh, Hurts came in. Of course, they went to. Uh, we know what happened after that. Uh, I don't think it'll be a bill roll. I think uh, my people that I talked to said he was working at wide receiver. Uh, somebody just uh, get ready for the bowl game. Okay. So uh, that that might be his best position. He's a he's a physical specimen, but he can't read defenses. It appears he doesn't throw very well, but he's got great speed, and good hands, and I think that's a good a good move for him. Now, who comes in? I think it's going to be the exact same thing as when Hurts came on. Will be somebody we hadn't seen or heard. Uh, it may be the guy that was number three that uh, gets all the practice snaps during the, you know, during the week. Uh, you know, maybe he's the maybe he's going to be the guy, or maybe maybe one of the new guys that come in. But uh, I don't believe it'll be somebody that comes in in August. Whoever's going to be will be there for spring training. They'll be already enrolled in school for this next semester. So they Coach Saban will almost ensure that he's going to start one. Guy needs to be on campus to go through spring training, the offseason program. Uh, Max, uh, you know, I don't know what's going to happen with Bill O'Brien. I think his contract is up at Alabama. It's a lot of talk he's going to go on to the NFL. You have a lot of analysts here uh, that Nick Saban keeps. He's had Charlie Strong in the past, he's had Mike Stoops, he's got uh, Grantham here now, Cornelius Williams, he's got Derek Dooley. But you never hear of Coach. I guess he did maybe with Sarkeesian promoting these guys that are these analysts like Derek Dooley. If if Bill O'Brien left, would he be a guy that could step in and, and be the offensive coordinator here? He's been here for a year. He's seen the personnel. Why does Coach Dever really promote within with these analysts? They come here to kind of recharge their careers. Uh, Butch Jones went on to Arkansas State. Uh, maybe this question for you too, Dad. It doesn't seem like he ever – really puts those guys into one of the coaching positions. Uh, just your thoughts about what will happen with this staff here. Well, you know, it looks like to me, he, you know, he picks these guys up and does what I think they expect is to improve their, you know, their technique or uh, maybe broaden their base on, on philosophies or whatever. But he also probably pays a lot of attention there to their background and how they got to and why they got to heal. Uh, maybe, you know, maybe it's a trust factor that, you know, you get in a critical situation. A lot of us revert back to what we know we do, you know, we do the best through the years or what we feel comfortable in doing. And I, that's the only thing I think is, it's a kind of a psychological thing, uh, that he does. And I mean, he gives those guys a good chance. He puts them on the staff and learn, they learn what his program's all about, how to handle not only 
game-like situation, but day by day, how to handle people as well as the ball game. And uh, they just, you know, push them out. But sometimes they don't even make it once they get away from his problem. And, uh, you know, you go back and look, and I know that's some people right now, you know, question Sarkeesian in Texas. But they thought, you know, they thought that program would be better, uh, better being better prepared. And of course, they, they got the number one quarterback coming in. They got the uh, the, the kid that, that won the that didn't win the ball game, but played very well in the, in the bowl game this past year. He got another year. Uh, it, you know, if Benny comes in and looks looks good in the spring, that kid may transfer out. But I got you. Sarkeesian is the most popular name I think that's been through the program. Uh, that's had the credentials and jumped from Alabama over to a, a major you know, D one job. So I, I think there's a lot of things that go into that uh, decision on why he makes the decision that he makes. I, if Bill O'Brien leaves, I look forward to go back to the NFL and get another coordinator, coordinator to tell you the truth. Really? Hmm. Yeah. Uh, do you think uh, there'll be a lot of shakeup with the staff here and – you know, nothing's happened yet. Uh, how many positions do you think will change? The, the word I'm hearing right now that you know, unless it's, it's all going to start with Bill O'Brien. If Bill O'Brien didn't go back to you know, go back to the NFL, particularly to the Patriots as a coordinator, uh, it, there may not be little any shakeup. Uh, that comes from a guy that talks to Coach Saban on a regular basis. So I, you know, I, I think it's all. I, I'm not saying that. Coach Saban had made up his mind what he wants to do, but I think that it takes something to spark the movement, and it might be the Bill O'Brien thing. If Bill O'Brien didn't get the NFL job, I think he tries to stay. But uh, they got it, you know, I think everybody's pulled down to him for next year, um, the, the way they looked at the bowl game. So uh, I don't know. I think that's a roll of the dice, Barry. I, yeah. I, I don't think anybody can guess it, to tell you the truth. Yeah. That. Uh, I don't have anything else. I uh, um, I do think that uh, Kirby Smart needs a lot of you know a lot of certainly a lot of credit for you know he's been national championship coach as an assistant, and then he comes over to Georgia and gets that thing going quick. I think he learned a lot from Nick Saban, but I think yeah, he's also he, he put, I think he's also put his from what I can gather people over there. He's he's he, he, he their their practices are tough. They fight and get right. after each other. They they get after each other pretty hard. Well, I, look, he came he came through the wars as an assistant coach. Uh, I think the jump, you know, to to a Georgia program that had had been had a lot of you know had a lot of potential through the years, but nobody was ever ever able to yeah. get them there. They went through how many yeah. coaches from Vince, you know, all, all right. the way through. Nobody could get them there. If he did, but I go back to he recruited. He recruited on the same system that, that Coach Saban does. Yeah. That's what he went after, big offensive linemen, good skill people. Uh, the only one I think was a real question to everybody was uh, Stetson Bennett. Uh, you know, <laughs> the guy, what, he was a six-year guy, he's 25 years old, he's matured, got a lot of things, and, uh, very confident. And, and Kirby had a lot of respect for him. And, of course, look where he is. I mean, he's going to end up with a great chance to win two national championships. If he does that, they'll probably build a statue for him. After yeah, that's right. Stadium. You yeah. know, but I, I think I think he's learned. I think he's still, you know, I think he's still w- watching in certain situations. What I watch him is, is the sideline stuff. It, during the season, you know, he feels like he's got to talk to the – usually the quarterback goes to the guy that's calling the plays. But at Georgia, he goes straight to Kirk. 
sure that's by design. Uh, but I think he's learned, you know, through the years now, uh, certain things that, through observation and through experience, and I'm, I'm sure through you know, actually talking to folks during the week in other programs. I don't know how much he talks to Coach Saban. Probably not a lot anymore. But the fact is he does go around and uh, it keeps those lines of communication open. Well, Max, uh, real fast before you go, has anything happened over at LSU that Boutte was uh, going to come back and all of a sudden he's going to the draft? There's rumors that uh, some crazy things were happening around there. Of course, they played great in the bowl game. Anything? They did. Anything happening over there uh, with LSU? Uh, no, I, I, I think, that, you know, I, I really believe it's going to be Alabama and LSU for next year. I think that's probably start off the season that order. Where it falls, we don't know. You know, they've had their chance to be in ranked high. They fall on their face the last couple of years. Uh, I think, and I, I was not, I was not a Brian Kelly guy. I didn't, I didn't think he could come in and, and change it. And remember, guys, he played. He had two starting tackles, a tight end, and one or two more freshman, pure high school guys uh, that, that started on that football team. So uh, I think, you know, whether, how the quarterback situation is going to work out, I don't think anybody knows yet. But uh, I look for them to come together and be a pretty pretty sound football team. Uh, they brought Kelly in to do more than just coach football. Because yeah. you, we all know there's all kind of turmoil going on in the, inside that athletic department. But uh, they thought he had enough moxie about him and his personality was so that, that he could help bring part of that together. So I think it's, a, it's you know, it's going to be a toss of the coin how it washes out. But I like what I saw with him uh, against Purdue the other night. Yeah, they're playing well. Well, Max, uh, we appreciate you being on with us this morning. We'll change the schedule this week and uh, hope your 2023 is off to a great start. Thank you, my man. Thank you. All right. Max, talk to you next week. Always Thanks. My, all right, buddy. My pleasure. Thank always. you. Thank There's you. Max Howard. Very, uh, excuse me. Go I've just gotten a report from a friend uh, of DeMar Hamlin's uh, that I wanted to read. I think it's fairly accurate. Um, his vitals are back to a normal, and they have put him to sleep to put a breathing tube down his throat. They are currently running tests. His vitals are back to normal, and they I said that once. Uh, they are currently running tests uh, who provide updates uh, as they come on. He, uh, let's see if anything else the person said. Uh, no, I think, that, I think that's it. So uh, there is some chance of some improvement but he's he's uh you know under under sedative to try to get him back to a little bit normal on his heartbeat so yeah i had seen that uh Diggs take had taken an uber out there yesterday because he wanted to go last night wanted to check on his friend and they weren't gonna let him in and the reporter told him who he was and they let him in uh, to go check on uh his teammate there all right let's talk about bob prince and prince glover and hayes well, Prince Glover and Hayes, outstanding attorneys, and attorneys that uh, know the know the law, they know the changes in the law. They've been very, very successful, and they're people that uh, you want to certainly call on if you need help. Three four five one two three four is their number. They'll visit with you on telephone. They'll give you an opportunity to um, visit with them and tell them your problem and then after that if the, you need to go further with it they'll tell you so and you can go by 701 Rice Mine Road and visit with them I think that you'll find that uh, they're good people so uh, Prince Clover and Hayes outstanding attorney PrinceLaw.net is the website not one dime out of the pocket they don't win 
you don't pay. Phone lines will be open 205-342-9904. You're listening to Tide 100.9. It's your home of Alabama sports. No representation is made that the quality of services performed is greater than the quality of services performed by other lawyers. Tide 100.9 Traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, we're starting to see some rain around the area. Slow down, turn your lights and wipers on, and be careful. Now, we've got a wreck on Greensboro at 41st Street with lane blockage and delays. Everything else looking pretty good. If you see conditions, of course, give me a call. It's a new month, new year, and new savings for you at Townsend Nissan, your hometown dealer. Go see them. I'm Captain Ray. You know what happens in a plasma chamber? Big stuff. Science stuff. Diamonds. I'm Tom Osmond. Fincher and Osmond Jewelers carries. Four coaches took to the radio and TV airwaves to tell people that if you're building outdoors, the only way to build is with pressure-treated pine, yellow wood. It is the very, very best. Why? Because all the coaches said yellow wood, pressure-treated pine, protects against bug, termite, and weather. Decking, fencing, play sets, whatever you're wanting to build, just go to the Internet, look at Yellowwood, and you will find these coaches advertised a great product. If it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, believe you me, you don't want it. It's Yellowwood. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. We have an active weather day ahead. Showers and thunderstorms are likely. Storms this afternoon and this evening could be severe with potential for hail, strong winds, possibly an isolated tornado or two. The high today, 73. The low tonight, 61. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 71 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Today for the Crimson Tide. Local high school sports and Bama in the pros right here. On Tide 100.9. I got a rice cooking in the microwave. Got a three-day beard I don't plan to shave. And it's a goofy thing, but I just gotta say, hey. Welcome back to Inside the Locker Room. First in Maine condos located steps away from the Black Warrior River, right there in the historic district of downtown Norport. Now, when I talk about location, this place is uh, in the prime location right there in Norport, right down from Billy's and City Cafe. You get on the bridge, you're right across into downtown Tuscaloosa, all the great places to eat uh, and shop there. You're five or ten minutes at the most, five minutes from Bryant-Denny Stadium and the University of Alabama. These are three-bedroom Three and a half baths with all the amenities there. You get the internet and direct TV are provided. Ten foot ceilings. You got large patios with upper level river views. It's a gated community, so you feel very, very safe. Go take a tour today. And when you once you take the tour, you're going to rent one. And when you do, you're going to get the uh, one month of free rent. Two zero five six five seven seven four six five. Or go to the website First Domain Condos. Dot com. I'll get to the first domain condo hotline here and bring Tom into the show. Happy New Year, Tom. Hey, Tom. Happy New Morning. Happy New Year, Coach. Happy New Year, Barry. Thank How are y'all? Doing? We're good. How are you, Tom? I'm great. Thanks for asking. Um, you know, the thing about Dabo, um, I remember uh, several months ago, you said that uh, Clemson had lost their shine. Yeah. Uh, you said that. I don't know if you remember it or not, but I do. And, um, and I agreed with you. And um, and, and the subject of whether uh, 
Alabama fans wanted Dabo at Alabama or not is uh, was kind of up in the air. I'm one that that says unless something changes with Dabo and and the things that you pointed out this morning is what I see wrong with uh, hiring him. And I, and this has nothing to do with him as a person. You understand that. Sure. It, it's about the performance of the program. And um, uh, because, you know, he's one of ours. Everybody likes that, but I don't think there's any question about that. And But that's not what's going on here. It's not a popularity contest. And uh, But, you know, the, I, I would point out that one of the things is when I saw his son that the holder tried to get that first down the other night. That was Dabo trying to be cute. Yeah. And, and, and he's done that. He goes out and recruits these wide receivers. Now, God help me. Uh, and and I'm, I'm not being sacrilegious. And he gets all preachy and everything about these kids. That's okay if that's what he wants to do. He gets all preachy. And he recruits wide receivers like he was a wide receiver in school and expects them to come there and some kind of miraculous thing is going to happen with their ability. Uh, No, that ain't going to happen. Do you agree with that statement? Yeah, I think his recruiting, uh, he tries to go get, you know, and sometimes you'll find a diamond in the rough, but you better be be fishing the four-star and five-star pond. Uh, Those diamond and roughs are – and I think Dabo – Thinks like I do. He thinks like Dad does. He thinks like Gary Harris does. We don't like the changes in college football. We don't like the portal. We're not crazy about the NIL, the structure. We're not, not against these guys making money. But we're not coaching. If you're coaching, you may not like it. I think Nick Saban doesn't like it. Right, right. But he's right, going to embrace it because it's, what, it's, what, where, it's where we are. And so you may not love it. You may not like it. But you better adjust to it because if you don't, you're going to get left in the dark. For Dad and I and Gary Harris not to like it, that's one thing because we don't have to recruit and we're not running a football program. But for Dabo Sweeney, he better adjust, Tom, or he's going to get left in the dark. You're exactly right. And and, uh, the fact that uh, the Clemson fans are like Alabama fans, you know, uh, they've got a taste of success and they want more. Yeah. and, and and you got that pressure, you know, on you, and and you have to adapt. Uh, you know this, and coach knows it, uh, and and he did it so well when he transitioned from being assistant to head coach. Uh, you know, it, it was all about wins and losses with him, and and and, and we were fortunate to have uh, a lot of success with coach at the at the top of our basketball program, but. Uh, but that's what it's about, and uh, and how how you get there, you better understand the lay of the land. And I don't think he, or I think he refuses. I think he refuses. It, it's a it's a what do you call it? It's a belief with him that he's not going to do it. Yeah, you, you believe that? I think he's dug in. Now maybe he'll change his ways, but uh, Dad, I don't know your thoughts. You think Dabo's dug into the old ways and not willing to? change to the new ways at this point? Oh, I think to, I think to some degree. Now, I don't know what kind of collectives they have and behind the scenes. Uh, you know, I think Alabama, Auburn, and a lot of schools have a lot of collectives that they use in recruiting that we don't know about. Uh, I know they do. Uh, we, we know it's something I, I, I can't put my – I can't talk about because I don't really know. But uh, I, I would say I would say if he sees – you know, he's in a weak league. Florida State's gotten a lot better. 
but the, the league is not, you know, what the SEC is, I don't think. And uh, I, I really don't know what his collectives are to where he's going to take them and use them, but he is going to be way behind if he doesn't. Yeah. Tom? Let me ask you this. Uh, can I change subject just for a second? Then sure. I, I swear I'm going to get out of the way. Well, you're good. Go ahead. Uh, uh, the bowl games, to me, sold me even more so on the 12-team uh, playoff. Uh, the entertainment in the bowl games this year was, was better than it's been in years, in my opinion. Uh, they made it actually where it was uh, entertaining to watch. And then the playoffs were great, I thought. And uh, but I, I think that's an indication as to how entertaining a twelve-team playoff would be. Do y'all agree? I think it will be. I just think. Can you imagine the how physical each one of those games are going to be? Uh, you know, if, those games take a lot out of you. Then you got to turn around and play another one. Then you got to turn around and play another one. I just I do worry a little bit about the player safety. Uh, in these situations because these games are grinds, uh, especially when you have tight games like Georgia had uh, with a one-point victory there. Uh, uh, so that that would be my only concern there. Do, do, either, do either one of you think that when you start with the 12 teams, and, and that's good, I think it's fine, uh, that you will see players opt out? Kevin Skarbinski, he doesn't think they will. That, that players will opt out like they opted out uh, for bowl games, or will they stay with their team? I think they'll stay with their team if they're in the um, top 12. I, I agree with that. But, I, you know, I really believe that uh, that, that was kind of a bad thing, opting out. But I, I, I bet you anything, you're going to see a decrease in numbers of opt-outs unless it's like a way down the line in the rankings and uh, – but anyway, I don't really know. Uh, yeah. I hope not. I hope not. <laughs> well, what Bryce Young and those guys did and then play as well as they did, uh, it sent a good message to put the team first and good things can happen. So we'll see. Thank you, Tom. You, Go ahead. Uh, yeah, happy new year. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank All you. right, Wayne's Pest Control serving over 100,000 customers across Alabama, Tennessee, and Mississippi since 1973. Lots of good folks at Wayne's. Make sure your home protected from his unwanted pests this fall. Wayne's provides world-class termite protection, general pest control, and mosquito prevention services. They also can prepare that lawn and get it to where it's going to look lush and healthy come springtime. 866-WAYNES-1. Tell them you heard it on Inside the Locker Room and get $60 off your initial pest control service. You listen to Tide 100.9. This your home of Alabama Sports. Crimson Tide Today is brought to you by Tuscaloosa Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, and Ram, and Pearl River Resort. From the University of Alabama, this is Crimson Tide Today. It's a daily update on Bama Sports, and it's brought to you by Dex Imaging, the official copier and printer provider for Alabama Athletics. Hello again, everybody. I'm Roger Hoover. Alabama had three players officially declare for the NFL Draft on Monday. Running back Jameer Gibbs, along with quarterback Bryce Young, and linebacker Will Anderson Jr., Head coach Nick Saban met with the media about their decisions. You know, I'm really proud to be standing up here with uh, these three young men to share with you, you know, their decisions about, you know, their future uh, as football players. Um, but I also want to say a few words about, you know, these guys. You know, I'm, I'm very proud of the way these guys have represented the program, uh, not only uh, the way they played on the field, uh, but the kind of, you know, character as, as people, uh, the academic success that they have, both Will and Bryce has graduated and Jameer is 
uh, on track to graduate. I'll have more in a moment. You hear a lot today about the Bama factor. Well, what exactly is it? It's a saying that Coach Saban uses constantly. It's actually what the program is built on. Commitment, discipline, effort, toughness, and pride. Well, at Dex Imaging, we believe in these same principles. To be the very best we can be, day in and day out. So for all of your business office solutions, put Dex Imaging to work for you. Dex Imaging, the official copier and printer provider of Alabama Athletics. For the third time this season, Alabama freshman Brandon Miller has been named the SEC Freshman of the Week. Alabama and Miller return to action on Tuesday night, hosting Ole Miss at Coleman Coliseum. Tip-off is set for 8 p.m. with our coverage on the network starting at 7 p.m. Crimson Tide Today is brought to you by Dex Imaging. Crimson Tide Today is a production of the Crimson Tide Sports Network from Learfield. Tide 100.9 Traffic. From the Towns and Nissan Traffic Center, we're starting to see some rain around the area. Slow down, turn your lights and wipers on, and be careful. Now, we've got a wreck on Greensboro at 41st Street with lane blockage and delays. Everything else looking pretty good. If you see conditions, of course, give me a call. It's a new month, new year, and new savings for you at Towns and Nissan, your hometown dealer. Go see them. I'm Captain Ray. Football is back, and no one does it better than the sportsbook at Golden Moon Casino. This season, you can watch the games with nothing on the line. Boring. Welcome back to Inside the Locker Room, Alabama 1. Talked about the vehicle loan, the mortgage, the credit card. They'll take great care of you. They're building branches, not closing them. A lot of people are closing. We talked to Mike uh, Brown last week about them expanding. But they are open today. They took yesterday off, but all the branches are open today. So you want to swing by, sit down with those guys. They'll find the best solution for you, whether it comes mortgage, car loan, credit card, whatever you need. Get better today and tell them that Wimp and Barry Cinch. All right, that game tonight, 8 o'clock. Kermit Davis and Ole Miss have been struggling a little bit, but coming in, Coach says it's a trap game. they got to be ready to play each game. Uh, it just counts as one, one and oh. Your thoughts about the uh, Tide and the uh, Rebels tonight? Well, I think, uh, I think Ole Miss struggles. Uh, they'll have to do a good job, of course, regarding Brandon. And uh, Sears kids play really, really well. Both those kids are, but uh, – I don't know what they'll what they'll do defensively, but you've got to certainly start with those two guys. Uh, Alabama's got so much more depth uh, than Ole Miss does, and uh, Ole Miss will, I assume, will, will try to control the tempo of the game. Whether they can do that or not, I'm not sure. Rebound is going to be big, and Ole Miss big Ole Miss big kids don't pass the ball very well. Uh, they really struggle. They're just not athletic enough to really. I mean, they can jump up there and make a few inside. But I think it's going to be a a game where, you know, if Alabama's ready to play, I think it'll be a, a good win for Alabama. Yep. Uh, so we'll find out, uh, try to get out tonight. Hopefully uh, the weather will be okay to get out there. 8 o'clock tip tonight on the SEC Network. And the Kentucky Wildcats will be coming in on Saturday at noon. And whenever Tucky comes in, it's always a big game regardless of what kind of season they're having. All right, that's it for today's show. We'll get out and make way for the Gary Harris show. Uh, keep it locked in here. Anything happens weather-wise, you'll find it right here. Uh, but also Gary uh, will be in. And you got uh, Joe with a cup of Joe from 11 to 12. Big noon sports from 12 to 2. And Ryan Fowler in the game will take you home from 
two to six. You listen to Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama sports. Have a great day, everybody.